<laughs> Did you think that we would stop at episode 500? Did you, punk? Do you feel lucky, punk? Because you get to watch Matthew and John talk about the Phoenix Suns, punk? Yeah, I watched Dirty Harry recently. So what, punk? It's what I do. It's what I've been doing, killing time since episode 500. We're now on episode 501. It's like Levi's jeans. We're on 501. Took a little break. Uh, hope everybody's having a great September. This is our fir- first podcast in September. Uh, here on the 12th is when we're recording this. You're probably listening to this on the 13th, the 14th, the 18th, because you're really behind on your podcast and you're just starting to catch up. But yeah, this is our first one that we're doing in the month of September on the Suns Jam Session podcast. So I welcome you, whether you're watching along live or if you're listening at a later time, thank you for doing so. Make sure you support the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Stop by all of our socials. Help us out. Uh, we Matthew, as I bring you on to uh, the show here, fun fact, we've been off for what, like three weeks, two and a half, right? Somewhere in there? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we've lost like four subscribers on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, so weird that happens. it's always the off season. Like they just, I don't understand how that happens because there's no content. So what makes them go in there? Be like, you know what? Let me unsubscribe to them. It's just, we're just there. We're not taking up any real space. Just leave us till the season begins. All right. It's a month away. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? I'm doing some vetting of my YouTube subscriptions uh, in early September and such jam session. <laughs> Who does slackers? Do you, do you go through your subscriptions? I have yeah. like hundreds, but I, I just have, don't watch them anymore. I have friends on Facebook that I haven't talked to in 15 years. It's somebody like I met while I was in the army and I was stationed uh, in Germany for a week. And I met them and like, let's be friends on Facebook. And like to this day, every now and then you get a random thing. They're like, you know, like married, have eight kids now. And you're like, oh, good for you guys, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm, but I'm just not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I don't unsubscribe to everything. I subscribe to everything. I'm the guy who's targeted in those like apps. You'll be on TikTok, you know, because uh, you're scrolling because there's nothing else to do. We're not talking about the sun. So I'm watching Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood and I'm while scrolling on TikTok. It's like, do you have any any apps? Download this app to delete apps. I'm like, yeah, I don't even want to download another app. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, big question. Can we get the four back? That's the goal. That's why I, I brought it can up. Can you imagine if we just never? Maybe because I mean, there was someone that commented 500. When's the next episode? I said never. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe they're like, okay, well, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Let me head over to the other Suns podcast now. <laughs> well, we appreciate everyone who is watching along. Uh, fun show today. We're doing an Eastern Conference preview. Matthew, are you stoked for this one? Yeah, I'm excited. How I'm much research excited. did you do? Uh, probably about an hour's worth. Wow, you did more than I did. I've uh, just been crazy busy <laughs> yeah. at work. Uh, I, was, you know what? I had to call out of work to, to do the hours worth. So, Well, you know how I was supposed to be off work yesterday, right? And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to yeah. do all my research, get everything ready, get the graphics ready. Yeah, I had to go into work. So I worked like – and then I had to work like 8 o'clock last night, which like never happens in my place of employment. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, uh, this is something that we're doing a little bit different this year. In years past, we've done – division previews and we'll go division by division all six divisions in the nba ultimately concluding with the western conference and all i remember from the last two summers that we've done this is reading in the comments because we read your comments jamsters we care whether you're commenting along live on youtube or commenting later on youtube or hitting us up on twitter at suns jam and letting us know what you think you keep going okay yeah cool when's the suns okay you're talking about the cavaliers fucking cool ricky rubio yeah where's the suns Every time we do it. So I figured this time we just kind of condense it into like an Eastern Conference preview and a Western Conference preview. What we're going to be doing for the remaining uh, month of September is we're going to come to you live on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Arizona time. Uh, before, during the summer, we were doing Monday and Thursday nights. But Matthew, what's on Monday nights and what's on Thursday nights? Football. That's right. And we've got to watch Aaron Rodgers blow out his ACL. Or you know his, what? Achilles. Quick, quick story. So I didn't watch the beginning at all. And I turn mm-hmm. on the TV, maybe, of course, right after the injury. I'm like, wait, Aaron Rodgers is not number two. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this really happened. And what happened is I had, um, what's his name, the backup? Uh, yeah. Zach I had Wilson. him. And, I and dropped you dropped him. him. I dropped him. And I'm like, there's no way he's in. And I knew when Rodgers was out, I'm like, he's gone for the season. I didn't even see the injury. But I'm like, there's no way I dropped that guy. And now he's a starter. So in a two-quarterback league, that's the I key. had him. 
We Son have a, a bitch, super flex, two quarterback league. You got two flex, two running backs, two wide receiver, uh, one tight end, and two quarterbacks. So every quarterback in this 12-team league is important. And if you don't have a quarterback, you're screwed. And yeah, I saw it like earlier last week. You dropped Zach Wilson. I was like, that's Zach a Wilson. smart move by uh, Sir Matthew there. Now, obviously, it'll be fun to get up tomorrow morning, take my pants down, have my Wednesday morning shit as I look at waiver wires, and see who spent what fab on zach wilson so we'll see more to come next week uh but in this episode jamsters we're going to do a quick review of things that we've missed over the past two and a half weeks since we've been gone or three weeks or feels like uh it feels like a long time since we've potted matthew i don't know about you but it feels like quite some time Uh, but we'll go over some of the sun's news that we've missed give our thoughts on those and then kind of go through matthew's research on the eastern conference as i give a couple things while i'm googling things while he's talking so looking forward (laughs) to this podcast directly after this podcast matthew and i are actually going on to a lakers podcast uh, because they have some questions about some sun's stuff so we're going to go in there we'll do our best to represent uh the phoenix suns on a lakers podcast on foreign soil on enemy grounds but until then We've got to start everything right. And I'm a big fan of Blue Moon right now. So I'm going to be popping a citrusy Blue Moon. No no orange here. Okay? You don't put fruit and beer. But you do pop them if you got them, Suns fans. And I will say that uh, I didn't post on Twitter. Maybe I should have. A, a picture of Matthew watching football on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I done did it. I just posted a picture of Matthew watching football on Sunday. Was it me looking at the camera or me just asleep? No, Matthew just passed. Oh, the I fuck was out. out. I remember that drink I had. Shannon's like, careful. You said careful. I don't know how much alcohol percentage was in that thing. But after I finished, oh, that, it was when you drank one of the Austin cocktails. Yeah, it was, I think. And then I had like Those two things. cookies that had corn in it. And I was just like, I was, yeah. I felt like a fucking brick. Like someone just dropped a log on me yeah, for about things. an hour and a half. Those things. My brother's same thing, man. He passed he out the fuck out twice. for a while. And yeah, and, and I was sitting there just like powering through it, man. I know. Champion. <laughs> yeah, Champion. I, know. I didn't go to bed till like 10. I watched Winning Time that night. I watched the Shane Gillis uh, comedy special it? with my brother. And then I watched Winning Time. It was not, I didn't go to bed like 1045 because I was like, you know what? I'm off tomorrow. And then like yeah. everybody called off. I was too. And I'm still feeling hungover today, dude. Yeah. Tell me you're <sighs> 34 without telling me you're 34 right there, right? You're still mm. feeling it. <laughs> Creepy. Well, uh, one thing I want to get into before we get into the Eastern Conference preview is just talk about what's going on. What's going on? What have we missed over the past three weeks? So I, I, I'm going to hit some topics. I want to kind of hear your points of view on them. I'm sure that okay. you've been uh, glued to Twitter as you normally are. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like, the, wait, what happened? <laughs> the picture that I just posted, you'll never see because uh, you, you never look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So one thing that came out is another win, in my opinion, from Matt Ishbia as he announced that the Suns will be unveiling a new ring of honor. So previously, once upon a time, You'd walk into the stadium and permanently up around the second, uh, I wouldn't say story, second tier of Sun of the Suns Arena, there were hard structures of the players in the Ring of Honor from Tom Chambers. You had Al, I was there when Al McCoy got inducted, Charles Barkley, all of them. And then when they did like the $48 billion, whatever the hell it was, for $203 million, I don't know, uh, renovation of the stadium, they digitized the ring of honor. So it would be there looking just like it did before, but then it'd be like, and fries ads. So one of the commitments that Matt Ishbia made is they will be unveiling a new ring of honor this upcoming season on opening night, which is October 28th against the Utah jazz. And obviously something we talked about in a previous podcast, part of this season is they will be unveiling Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire as a part of that ring of honor. So thoughts on Matt Ishbia simply bringing back a permanent ring of honor. I think it's pretty dope, but I'm the one guy last year where I'm like, I didn't really care if it was there. Um, I was just not a fan of how the stadium looked beforehand with the Ring of Honor, and I was just like, eh, it looks kind of tacky, right? So I am excited about how this will look. I'm excited about that part, but last season, 
I was just like, I didn't miss it. It wasn't something where I'm like, oh, we need that Ring of Honor back. Where's that at? I could kind of care less about it. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest about it. Yeah, respect to those players and the numbers retired, all that. But just the Ring of Honor itself, I did not care. Now, how is he going to do it? I'm excited to actually see how that's going to look. Um, I don't know if there's any hints to how it's going to look. I don't think at all. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a Ring of Honor, right? It might go around this, the like, arena a little bit, It's just right? a ring. It might be just a ring. But I think it's they might ring. do it a different way because they have those like scoreboards there, like you said. So they have to put it somewhere else. So I don't know if they're going to do banners or whatnot, but that would be kind of cool. So I'm just I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to look. I'm excited that it's coming back because I am one of the peoples who, peoples who done did missed it. Because the way that I look at it is... It's an homage, not only to the past, but if you go to a concert at the Footprint Center, it's still present. So even the most casual person will walk into that stadium and see something there and go, hmm, what's that? I'm bored. Let me look it up. Oh, Tom Chambers. I just learned something. Hmm. Or maybe you're there with your kid and you bring him in and they point you like, Dad, who's number 24? Tom Chambers. You're like, let me tell you about a man who once dunked. Dunked over Mark Jackson in such a thunderous manner that some fellers a few years later would name their podcast the Sun's Jam Session Podcast. So there's a, there's a, a permanent homage to the past that goes beyond the sport of basketball. And again, I think this is another win for Ishbia because what he's doing is he is making the, this team accessible to everybody. He's doing it via the the way that they're putting the Suns back on local television. Uh, which is, you know, even Bill Simmons, they talked about it a couple podcasts ago, right? They're like, hey, look what the Suns are doing. You know, like all these media rights and and all these findings going on, the Suns are like, fuck it. We might lose money, but in the long term, we're going to gain fans because of the accessibility to this product. And then you have accessibility to the players and the history by sh- by simply having a ring of honor there. So I did miss it. I'm excited to see what it's going to be, and I'm glad that's back in a permanent manner. Yeah, no, it's exciting to see what it's going to look like. Um. I just never really cared too much about it. And I'm sorry. I feel like now that I said that, the 14 watchers are just going to come ooh, at ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Pitchforks. Suns franchise. And um, yeah, I'm all about it. So See, I'm now, we're de- now we're down to 13. Damn it. Yeah. Devin Booker's releasing his D book shoes. Did you see him? I saw a little, yeah, a little bit. I was on Twitter today just for a minute. And I did see the D book shoes. I, did, I was on there. For, I don't know why I was on there. Old, I, I got depressed right away. I was jealous, <laughs> envious of everything I saw. I'm like, I got to get out of here. And then I saw those. They look pretty sick. So you like them. Tell me about your thoughts on them, Matthew. Yeah, they're pretty clean. Tell you the truth, though, the, the little fade between the two colors of purple and orange. Not a big fan of the, like the fade. But they look clean enough to where it's kind of simple and um, they're nice. I don't know who actually ordered them yet. Is there anybody on Twitter that said, I bet you so says Jay already ordered his. Yeah, I think, they come out in, I, I think they come out in November. I think you can pre-order okay. them. Um, I'm, they're fine. They're basic. They're very basic. People say that they look like skater shoes, um, that they, you know, the monotone, they're, you know, the, the, uh, the orange colorways are just kind of, you know, it looks pretty basic and I'm okay. They're very Booker in my opinion. Like a lot of people are, Oh, they're looking at skater shoes. and I can't play ball in those or, Oh man, I gotta have them. Cause they're book. Like they're just very Booker. There's something that book can rock uh, on the court. And there's something that he can rock when he's, you know, standing by his 58 Chevy. So <laughs> it's not something that I'm going to go out and buy. I am somebody who does like shoes, but I typically just buy Jordans. That's kind of my thing. Uh, I don't own a pair of KDs or LeBrons or anything like that. Uh, I did see the new KDs, and I did think they look sick. And his new purple color. When did those come out? I don't know when they come out, but they they were – I think I I saw them for the first time on Twitter yesterday. So, again, nice shoes. Good for book. Really like it. You know? I wish I had money to buy them, dude. I remember when the um, Air Force Ones came out. Those were so awesome. I'm like, okay, like – I might spend a hundred bucks or 120 bucks on those because I can wear them with anything, right? Yeah. You can wear them with shorts, with pants, with any kind of color because they're just white. And just then they also have like, top was, like the navy blue. That, that kind of goes with everything too. So I was excited for those, but everything else, I'm just like, I wish I just had that extra dough, you know? Yeah. Campsters. If we weren't doing a podcast a month, maybe I'd have that extra money. <laughs> we got to get back <laughs> into this thing. We got to get it quick so Matthew can get some shoes. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is Devin Booker and KD are at like every Drake show. Have you seen that? No, I saw them FaceTiming though, or uh, 
Instagramming together, Instagram live being mm-hmm. together. I sound so fucking old, dude. Still hungover they're, after two days of drinking. Two days on ago, the, the interweb you know, together somehow. <laughs> I went on a walk tonight, guys. I had <laughs> some know? fucking corn. Went on a walk, said the highs to some other forty-year-olds. So, uh, what was the question? <laughs> the Drake show? Yeah, it's just interesting because it, it seems like every time I do log into the Twitter. I see that Booker and KD are at like a Drake show and Drake's saying, I'm moving to Phoenix in the off season to watch my oh. boys play. And he's wearing purple and orange. And next thing you know, like Katie's up on stage with him and books up on stage with him. I'm like, hold on. Didn't Shit. this just happen last week? Is this happening again? I'm like good for those guys. I mean, I think that's awesome. They, they love the, uh, they love the camaraderie. Obviously Drake is somebody who loves basketball. And, and I know that Katie's favorite uh, artist is Drake. So that's just how they're spending their off season. You know, I'm uh, watching old Clint Eastwood movies, and they're just like, God's plan, God's plan. (laughs) Hey, you know, the whole thing with Drake, though, it's kind of a, I don't know, Jamsters, the 17 of you out there, is it kind of a cheesy thing now to where you kind of hang out with him, he comes to games, and now are we going to be looked on as, because he was a Raptors guy, right? He kind of had a part ownership of the Raptors, like 0.01%. Yeah, yeah, but he had like, he was in the office there or something, but um, yeah, he is Canadian, I forgot about that part. But he, um, (laughs) It always always looked like it was kind of like ah eh, Drake's there like he's kind of a fake fan right he's just there for the players so I don't as long as it doesn't distract him and it won't but it doesn't I don't know if teams are gonna hate us anymore other fan bases oh, are gonna it, hate it, us anymore because we 100%, have Drake 100%. it's gonna happen right <laughs> when, when we're when we're on the national television <laughs> he'll be there singing the song he's like you know wait. <laughs> Matt Ishby is out there and he's like I'm here to unveil the new Ring of Honor and Drake comes out and he's like. People and they love me and they hate me. Me, 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 mom, and my mom, and I'm sorry. And they're like, "What?" And he's like, "God's plan." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Drake, any Drake. Dude. Drake is great. I love Drake songs. He's, I love his songs. They hit a, different, but I don't from, like know that happens. I don't know how I'm, they record them. Yeah, yeah Los Suns is right in the in the chat. He's a groupie. He's 100. Mm-hmm. Drake's a groupie. And, and so what's going to happen is you talked about that like ancillary hate that's going to happen this year with the Phoenix Suns, right? We already have like a super team. So people aren't going to be happy about that. Uh, everyone hates Devin Booker for some reason because he just doesn't do what they want him to anything. do. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he doesn't say he, shit. Yeah, he doesn't say shit. Well, we want him on the Knicks. He's just like, check, check out my new shoes. I don't know. Like I'm fucking. But what you're going to see is on national television, he's going to go. He's going to hit a big three. And we know Book. He doesn't yell and scream like the way that like campaign does, which we'll get to here in a second. But oh. he does scream to himself. And what he'll do is he'll like dap up o- o- Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline, then dap up Drake, and then just like hate will come raining down yeah. from the Twitter sphere. I don't even the care. Gate. I just want a, I just want the championship. I don't care if Book and Kitty are on my team when we win a championship. I just want the Suns to win one. And I just the celebrations and stuff like that. I don't think that's going to happen until later on in the playoffs. Drake's not going to go to regular season games, but maybe I don't know. What are we on like thirty primetime games this year? So he'll yeah. be he'll be there it's for like thirty eight. Yeah, I guess so. But he just played a show here. So maybe he's just talking shit and saying, hey, I'm going to be there for forever. But everyone's coming to Phoenix now, right? Everyone, this is the place to be. But just bring home a championship. That's all I care about. I don't care about Drake or any of those other guys. Well, what Phoenix is going to become is like what Palm Springs was back in like the 50s with Frank Sinatra, right? L.A. is where it's happening. And and with all the hustle and bustle in, in L.A. and Hollywood, everybody just has to kind of get away. So what they used to do back in the days, they used to drive out to Palm Springs. If you go to Palm Springs, there's Frank Sinatra Drive, and there's there's all these different homages, Bob Hope Way and whatnot. And that's what Phoenix is going to become, is, is this is the place that people who are from the, the hustle and bustle of Hollywood and L.A. want to come and hang out and get away from it all. Well, they're going to come out to Phoenix and watch you know Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant just kind of do their thing out here. So get used to it, Suns fans. The extra hate is just going to come raining down hallelujah it's raining groupies hmm. you think um drake will dap up uh aiden once in a while uh i don't know hmm. probably uh, something to watch yeah I don't that'll know be on aiden, aiden watch this, but <laughs> that that will definitely there, there will be a time be this season where watch breaking news breaking news breaking news we have we have drake and he just dapped up aiden confirmed that will happen this season just keep showing the replay yeah we'll talk about it'll be like well you know what the dap itself wasn't as hard as i thought i mean i know went a little bit harder on that one you know (laughs) that's what we're gonna talk about why did he finesse that dap with drake dude i'm not gonna lie i wish every podcast was just aiden 
because I can go for days. We all anyway. can, man. We, We're all just trying to ignore the Eastern Conference. <laughs> We're not even going to get to it. <laughs> so, the Pistons, thoughts. Um, <laughs> Monty Williams. Do you know who used to co- who Aiden's coach used to be? Monty Williams. We should <laughs> go through every team and somehow relate. We should. We, should. we should just rename our podcast to Aiden Watch. Holy shit. Yeah. Or like, oh, hey, God. who can actually play as a Jets quarterback this year? Hmm. From these teams, you I know? think DeAndre Ayton could probably, but yeah, he he wouldn't throw the ball hard enough. He just no. be a lot of finesse screen passes to Brees Hall, who sat on my bench in one league. Thanks, Brees. Uh, got him. A couple other things I want to talk about before we get to the Eastern Conference preview. Uh, the LVA concepts have been mm-hmm. released. Uh, these are leaked, so it's not 100% official, but for those of you watching, I've brought up what they kind of looked like. Suns Uni Tracker, who was recently on the podcast, had released something very similar to this probably in about mid-June, and then we started to see some of the releases uh, and leaks coming from wherever they come from, uh, the plumbing. And you can see that this year, rather than doing the turquoise jerseys, rather than doing the Valley jerseys, both of which were City Edition jerseys, the City Edition jersey this year will say, say across the chest in a script font, L Valle, which is V-A-L-L-E, and has a different number font. Uh, it does have turquoise around that number font, but then it has that kind of reddish orange to lighter orange gradient in the the number itself your th- initial thoughts when you see these matthew i initial they're not bad i don't think they're terrible are they kind of like the booker shoes a little bit is that why booker kind of made those shoes because they kind of blend from color one color to another i know it's purple to orange but these ones kind of do the same thing um i i don't mind them i think they're okay i think there's just so much going on right kind of you got the turquoise uh um the uh, check mark from uh Nike and then the the actual sides, the striping. I don't know really what's going on there. Um, it would be nice to see those kind of more flat out to where you can actually examine them. But they actually they don't look too bad. It's just kind of a mess. It seems like right now. But once they come out, I bet you they're going to be a little bit more simple. I like them, but I will say that they kind of have like some '90s Taco Bell vibe to them. The turquoise, the orange, the purple. Uh, it. Just kind of reminds me. There's an old Taco Bell. If you if you're on uh, like McDowell Road, I think it's like thirty. It's uh, is it Scottsdale McDowell? Somewhere down there, there's a Taco Bell. And you go inside, and like they haven't changed it from the '90s. And this is what this kind of looks like. I I do like them. Don't get me wrong. I like how I like the font of the the El Valle. I like the number font on it as well. It's different than the current number font that we have. I think it looks just a little bit different. And then again, it photoshopped onto Devin Booker and. Kevin Durant, for those of you who are watching, see it on the screen. I just think it's going to look nice. I think it's going to be something we appreciate. And I like the fact that they're purple. Uh, I love our black jersey. I think we have the sickest black jersey this year with the the statement edition PHX. Yeah. I think yeah. it looks absolutely beautiful. And I like that they're throwing some purple with a little turquoise in here. Uh, I think it's a nice concept. And I think the thing that I love the most about it, Matthew, is it's not orange. Really? I was going to ask you, are you kind of bummed we just don't have an orange jersey, though? Fine with it. Okay. They shove that shit just, down our throats too I many know, seasons. but it would be just nice to actually have a nice orange jersey because it's so difficult to do. Um, it would just be cool if it was pulled off for once. Be like, oh my God, here it is. This is it. But it is very difficult. Um, but I'm glad they didn't do black because they have the black, like you said. Mm-hmm. I bet you the original drops, they were just like, they threw the black on it and they're like, that looks sick. And they're like, well, we're bringing those back. So let's just do purple. Let's do something different. So that's probably why. Because you can't have the two black jerseys. I don't think. It's not right. In my opinion, the the black statement edition jerseys are like top five all time Suns jerseys. I'm kind of pissed I don't own one of those yet. This season I'm gonna I'm have to get one. You don't. Well, I was gonna get a Kevin Durant get? one. Durant. 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 Yeah, Durant. Well, obviously, right? Yeah, I just think they're fucking beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of statement edition jerseys, the last uh, one of the last two topics I want to get to before we mow through the Eastern Conference to educate all the Suns jam session fans out Make there as, as to what's going on in the in the conference. So you can when you're at a football party this weekend, you can tell your friends, like, let me tell you something about the Orlando Magic you didn't know. Is the courts were released, the core court, which I had no idea was a thing, but apparently what? every team has a core court. And then there's the statement edition court. So I have those up side by side for us. Wait, to are do. these real? These are real. These are I thanks for reading Brightside, man. I fucking did an article on it last week. Uh, like Oh, my bad. I was actually on there today. I didn't even see it. Well, so w- when NBA 2K came out last week, I was downloading 2K and all of a sudden they released this the Suns released this information. The reason is because people who downloaded 2K, these new courts are on 2K. And everyone's like, "Oh, shit, are these new courts?" So the Suns are like, "Okay, we better fucking just release it cuz duh." And 
this is what we have. So, Matthew, you're the court guy. Initial reactions. The core court, obviously, is the one that the Suns will play on primarily. The statement edition court will coincide with the times in which the Phoenix Suns are wearing the statement edition jerseys. Tell me what your thoughts are, Matthew. Well, I already cried a lot today. Um, and I just, I got, I don't like these at all. Dude. These are, like, upsetting me even more. How I might so? bring the tears back out a little bit. I I don't like them. I don't like the purple and black. It just fucking looks terrible. It looks like the Raptors kind of. I'm like really disappointed right now. Like I fucking hate these so much. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just hate them. I think um, you need so, more orange in there. Okay. I don't like the little um, the graphic of the purple going up the court. Um, you know, the gradient, the bottom, the gradient, whatever. The, yeah, the gradient that starts from the bottom and goes up to the top. Um, just too black. I just it kind of reminds me of when we had Louis Scola and the old Polish hammer over there, where we had like too much black on the court. Um, sorry, dude, I fucking hate these so much. There you I, go. Ah, damn. Ain't sorry. nothing wrong with that. Excuse Ain't nothing me. wrong with Language. that. Language. Uh, I I like the core court. Now, obviously, the only difference between the core court and the statement edition court is they remove the Suns logo from the core court and they put it in the PHX. Uh, that has a gradient around it. You can't see it there, but it has a gradient around it, just like the jerseys do. That's lame, in my opinion. But the core court itself, I like the the purple and black that you dislike so much. I like that little, it's almost like the valley gradient, but it's just purple and black. I like it. It's clean. I don't need, I, I, again, I'm not a huge fan of the orange. I think that they shoved Planet Orange down our throats for a decade, and that really frustrated me. So, what they have here is something that's different than they had last year. Last year, the key was orange. This year, it's purple, but it has orange markings around it uh, inside the mm -hmm. key at the free throw line, and I like that subtlety of that. Uh, I like the fact that there is a, uh, a predominant three-point line. I just like the way that our core court looks. And again, the statement edition is the same thing, but had the PHX been in purple to match the key, it would have looked nicer in my opinion. But obviously, I get why they did it. They did it for two reasons. One, the PHX is black because the jerseys they will be wearing are black. And the other reason they do it is because in an effort to try to change these courts when these jerseys happen, all they have to do is change the logo in the middle operationally for the staff to do it on site rather than change the entire court. So I understand the why. And I know that when we do the LVIA court, which will most likely be released later in the year, because they typically don't do the city edition jerseys, uh, drops and courts and all that stuff till November, December timeframe. But I am hoping for more from that. Uh, but we do disagree here. I do like the core court. I do like the, the, this whole season. If you look at LVIA and if you look at the courts themselves, I like the dedication to the color purple. I just think that's who the Phoenix mm -hmm. suns are. It's purple and yeah. orange, not orange and purple. Okay. Um, the the PHX in the changeout from the sunburst to the PHX that's like a Sarver thing, right? Saving money, like not really that's true. Too much. <laughs> I, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. At least we have the two courts and we'll have the El Valet. Sorry, I'm not saying it right. I'm just really upset. Like I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I feel like I did see him. I was just like, yeah, whatever. But now that I know, like, hey, that's it. Um, it just looks like a different team. It it looks like an arena football team or something. It just looks fucking weird. Um but that's yeah. okay um but you know what once they start playing maybe i'll be okay and i'm obviously i'm gonna be okay i'll be fine with it um as the season goes on i'll warm up to me just like the jerseys not the biggest fan either but they'll warm up to me you just got to see them all together play a little 2k ah, super negative tonight play a little play a little 2k does it look good on 2k with the jerseys and everything it looks pretty cool looks all right okay not overly impressed yet haven't played a lot Okay. But a little bit the first night, and that's kind of been it. Football happens. Life, work. Yeah. Uh, last thing, real quick. Campaign was released by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. So, just just kind of uh, a reminder for everybody who's out there. We can't resign them. So stop. Who who wants them back? Just people on Facebook. But is he released to? Re I saw it was because he wants to play on a championship contending team. Well, it's because he doesn't want to play. Does in he the have Spurs. that leverage? Well, they, they don't. I think the Spurs are one of those quality organizations that, like, hey, we're, we need to develop some guys. And he's like, okay, can mm -hmm. I, like, if you can, can I kind of try myself out on the market and see what I can get? They're like, sure, dude, whatever. We're only paying you, you know, like five, six million a year. But again, like, due to the fact that we, <laughs> due, to, due, to. due to the fact that we uh, traded him 
and he was released by a team, we cannot bring him back. If we had traded him and then they had traded him, then we could get, bring him back. But we don't want him back, so let it go. Okay, Matthew's in love with Sta- with Saban Lee, as professed in his article today on Bright Side of the <laughs> Absolutely. Sun. Absolutely, all star so, this year. So, <laughs> make, so make sure all star. <laughs> make sure you check out Bright Side of the Sun for all your Phoenix Suns content. <laughs> Matthew had a piece out there on Saban Lee. Right now, we're going through all of our player previews for the 2023-2024 season. So, if you don't know who anyone on the team is, or you want to hear not only mine and Matthew's uh, thoughts, but the thoughts of our writing staff there on Bright Side on who and what is going on with this team, stop on by, check it out. And now without further ado, uh, I don't have like a drop for this. So let's uh, let's just do this as the drop. Okay. Pretend this is the drop that says like Eastern Conference Preview. The Sarge Smoke Break. It just done my it just it's, I think we're probably starting with the Pistons, right? Or no? It, 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 it doesn't even apply. He's in the Western Conference. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll start at the top of the Eastern Conference. And knowing that we have 30 minutes to talk about this, because again, Matthew and I at 9 p.m., we're out of here and we're hopping on a Lakers podcast to talk about the Suns with them. Uh, I want to make sure that we hit all of the top dogs. So we'll start with the team that had the best record last season and the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. They were 58-24, and which was the best record in the NBA last season. So taking a look at the Bucks, taking a look at what they did this past offseason, uh, knowing that they brought back Jay Crowder, they brought uh, back Thanasis Antetokounmpo, Malik Beasley, they got both Brooke and Robin Lopez on the team. Uh, from a trade standpoint, they didn't make any huge trades. And this is kind of the second year in a row where they they almost kind of sta- stood pat, right? Like they get, they brought in like Andre Jackson Jr. from Orlando for a second round pick. If you look at how they performed in the draft, it wasn't a team, obviously, uh, due to the fact that they were the number one overall uh, seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they had like a 58th overall pick uh, and a 24th overall pick. So what what are your thoughts on Milwaukee? heading into 2023-2024. What are your thoughts, and are they the favorite to win the Eastern Conference again? Yeah, they are. They're the favorites to win it all. I mean, everyone's picking them again, and why not? I mean, you have Giannis, and he's released comments about, you know, I'm not going to settle for anything less than a championship again. So I don't want to go anywhere, but obviously, like, if we're not building this team to win a championship, then I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, he kind of said that. That is scary to me. Because you know what? No matter what the Suns do, no matter what the roster they put together, they have to go head-to-head against Giannis and that big-ass team they have over there. It's still a scary team. They are definitely favorites. Um, we'll go through the other teams, but right now the Bucks, with the best player on the planet, is the best team. And it's just, it's it's you can build a team around anybody you want right now in the NBA. But when they have that guy and he just wants another championship and he is that focused on it, um, you would think maybe he might not care as much because he is kind of a, a jokester out there, right? With the dad jokes, he's kind of funny, but he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to win a championship here. Mm-hmm. So all said and done, they're going to win it this year. So that sucks. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Like It's just like, damn. Well, I, I, I agree I with you. Comments. I, I think a, lo- a lot of people are picking Boston to come out of the Eastern Conference. And for me personally, I, I don't see it. This is a team in Milwaukee that is cohesive. They have Drew Holiday coming back. They brought back Chris Middleton. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, granted, these guys are all two, three seasons uh, older than they were when they won a championship against the Suns, but Giannis is right there in his prime. As you mentioned, the, the scary thing about them and the thing that they did that is smart is they fortified Brooke Lopez with Robin Lopez. They're insanely big at the five so Giannis doesn't have to ever play the five. He can just be destroy you at the four and then go small ball five if need be. It's a team that when you look at how they performed last season, again, number one team overall in the league relative to total wins. Uh, their offensive rating was 12th, but their defensive rating was fourth. And that's what's going to ultimately determine their success in the Eastern Conference is their ability to have Giannis do what he wants and to play defense. Uh I think that they are the favorite again to come out of the Eastern Conference for all those those uh, reasons that we mentioned. Uh, Freddie in the ch- in the chat on Facebook again. Thanks for hanging out with us. He says the Heat own them, and that's true. But the Heat also own like Boston, and and as an eight seed, they they've been just kind of a thorn in the Eastern Conference's side yeah, for the past few seasons. There, you ask any team in the Eastern Conference who they not want to play, it's the Heat, and simply because they maximize the talent of every player. They're kind of that team that 
when you're playing like in fantasy football, you look at their roster and you're just like, oh, it's it's a bunch of B tier players, but they all perform well whenever you play them. You're like, damn, dude, they all yeah. got ten points. How the fuck did that happen? I mean, the way the Heat were playing those series, they came in and just punched every team in the mouth. I mean, Boston Celtics had a chance to come back to win that series still because they were the better team. Yep. But that's the way the Heat play, and no one believed in them. That was a miraculous run. That was the craziest thing we've ever seen in the NBA playoffs, I feel like. That was insane how good they played. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll probably never happen again. Um, So when you just talk about rosters, you're talking about the best player on the planet, you have to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I just I hate that because – I just know how much work the Suns have to do with Aiden. You know what I mean? It just it just goes in your head. You're just like, damn, dude. Like we just need that guy to. Because f- I don't care if we have Katie or Bradley Beal. We have to have size. And we have to have a dominant defense interior to do anything against that team. And it's scary still. Boston doesn't scare me. Well, let's talk about Boston next. Uh, they were a team who last year won 57 games. Uh, the by the way, the the top three teams in the Eastern Conference had a better record than the Nuggets last year, and it's something that I definitely want to talk about when we go to the Western Conference because I I look around and I see it in different places where a lot of people are saying that the there's going to be some regression with the Nuggets and they won 53 mm-hmm. games and they're going to win less, and I'm like that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but but the Boston Celtics again, 57 and 25. Obviously had some challenges in the playoffs, uh, losing to those Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals in seven games. But they're definitely a team that possesses talent. They they made some some offseason moves. And I think that, again, one of the reasons I don't have as much faith in Boston that a, a lot of people do is because I just I haven't seen it yet. And that's what some people will say about the Suns. We haven't seen it yet, so we just don't know. But with them, like what we haven't seen is how does this team operate with uh, – Kristaps Porzingis on it. How's this mm-hmm. team operate knowing that Grant Williams, who is kind of their different defensive stalwart, uh, isn't going to be there and, and present for them. How is this team going to operate knowing that they no longer have Marcus smart, right? Who also departed in a trade. So, you know, they, uh, it'd just be interesting. Cause I, again, we just, we just don't know with this team, right? No, you don't. I mean, uh, even Pritchard and Brogdon, you have to rely on them a lot. Brogdon injuries, I mean, that's always going to be a thing. Chris stops last year was phenomenal mm-hmm. this year. It's like, well, can he live up to what he did last year? That's going to be tough. Um, I just, I like Chris stops a lot. I'm actually really looking forward to him playing in that starting lineup. Um, but it's just the mental game. Like who's the strongest one on the court. I just feel like what Jalen Brown brings is a great all around game, but just mentally he's not a leader. I don't think Jason Tatum is a leader. Really? They just don't have that leader. Really? Derek white playing point guard. Like, they're just not that guy that I'm like, I'm not saying you have to have Chris Paul because the Suns are going to have that issue this year too. Who's going to be the leader kind of, but mm-hmm. I can kind of count on Booker. I feel like I just don't see that. If Jason Tatum can take that next step and just really be the alpha on the team, they, they'll be okay. They'll contend for a title this year, but, and then Chris stops, whatever happens with that. That's just so interesting. I just, I can't believe he's actually playing like on a contender again. You know what I mean? Well, and he actually knows his role maybe on this team. But that's valid because, again, he was successful last year on a Wizards team that was shit. Yeah. So we know how he's operated in big game situations and in big city situations like in New York, right, and couldn't stay healthy in Dallas and had a good season. And, yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, a fun player to watch and it'll be interesting to see how he operates. But the identity of this team was twofold last year. One, they were they had the second best offensive rating overall. They were one of the best three pointing three point shooting teams in the league, second best, forty two point six percent. But they also had the third best defensive rating. And as I mentioned before, with Marcus Smart, with Grant Williams, with those kind of players leaving, knowing that they still have Robert Williams playing the five, but with those two players leaving, that is an identity that they have to reinvent and rediscover and try to find who they are on that side of the ball. Because Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, not the best defenders. I would say they're average. I wouldn't say they're sub-average. I wouldn't in in no way, shape, or form say that they are elite. So, again, Boston needs to identify what their identity is and then learn on the fly. And that's not to say that at the end of this thing that they're not going to be a great team. But I think due to that, they're not going to be the favorite, in my opinion, to come out of the Eastern Conference. Do they make a big trade though? I mean, I'm just saying, like I said they last could. year, I was like, they I I forget who it was. I was like, Jalen Brown's gonna be traded for I, maybe I think I think it was Kevin Durant. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin Durant's gonna go to Boston, maybe for Jalen Brown. 
they have to do something. Um, I know those two work together, but it's like they work together for a month and then all of a sudden they don't. It's like, just fucking figure it out with those two and make a big trade. Just try to get somebody that's disgruntled or something to come in. Well, they maybe don't win with, it next year, but it makes more sense the following year. What? That's that's the Kristaps move, though. That's yeah. what they did. I know, I know. That's just I know he was good, but we'll see. That's why it's going to be very interesting to see that guy play. And we'll definitely have it shoved down our throats with Bill Simmons. Oh yeah. Next Can't up, oh. a team that won fifty four <laughs> games last season. <laughs> uh, the tumultuous, the the <laughs> ever predictable, the Philadelphia 76ers, who were fifty four and twenty eight, had the fourth best offensive rating, had the eighth best defensive rating. Obviously, with the James Harden drama that they've been dealing with, there's not a lot of uh, movement that's really happened with the team simply because of that. Uh, Danny Green re-signed with them. Montrez Harrell, I think, re-signed with them. But then I feel like something happened with Montrez Harrell. He, he like, punched somebody or something like he typically does. Uh, but their offseason, you know, while they made some trades – uh, or I'm sorry, why they didn't make any trades. They've been trying to manage the James Harden drama, and that will ultimately be their downfall. You talk about big trades. I can see Embiid being a big trade kind of guy this season. I can oh, see him just yeah. fucking ha- – he, he's like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. You know, uh, a player who has just kind of had time and time again, uh, his his teammates around him have not performed well or – they perform well, and then he's been unhealthy. So there's just kind of been this con- consistent challenge with him. And he's somebody who, uh, you know, he signed a four-year, $213 million maximum contract uh, this offseason, or at least it kicks in this offseason. But he's somebody who, if they get disgruntled quick, that could be your Jalen Brown candidate, right? Because Jalen Brown just signed a massive extension, too. It's like the money makes sense. Throw some picks around it, and boom. Yeah. Um it would look good. It would make more sense, but I hate that whenever you think like they're going to get somebody next to Embiid, and Harden's kind of different because he is he's well past his prime, right? You never know what oh, to expect. Yeah. But last year there were glimpses where it's like maybe this well, he, team he, like, is something. He led the league in assists last year. I know, and but it was always you know there's there's glimpses and then there's not, and then there's Embiid talking, and then at the end of the season, of course, he's talking because of the way it ended. I don't know what you do to pair or who you want to pair with Embiid in Philadelphia, but like you said, like the one trade that might happen with a big superstar, it might be Embiid. And I don't blame him at all. Um, it's just, it's a tough scenario because I feel like even when you have Tyrese Maxey on this team, I feel like who should probably handle the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have, you know, you have Harden over there just kind of just taking his time with the ball and just really ruining any kind of flow of the offense. Not all the time when he was hitting big shots and looked good. It just, it's, it's a stinker of a lineup. It's just nothing that I want to watch. It was hard to watch this team last year. And I kind of just get the feeling now where it's like, if I'm going to go watch the Sixers, I don't want to see him be there anymore. You know what I mean? I'm kind of past that. I'm past him being in Philadelphia. It seems like something that's going to, it's going to come to an end soon. Um, and I wouldn't be upset. I want to be upset. I don't want anybody else Philly to go to Philadelphia. Would. Yeah, I know. I don't want anybody else to go to Philly to play with him. Like Jalen Brown and stuff like that, maybe. But there's just something there. It just needs to be broken up. And they need to continue to try to find other guys. But I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I'm done with that. I'm over it. Yeah, I just... The Harden thing, I it, it continues to be just a a package that people pass around. It's like hot potato. And you're just waiting for it not to go off on you because every time it does, it just it ruins your franchise. Yes. And like Tyrus Maxey's an amazing talent, but I feel that he's being held back because Harden's there and he has yeah. to be so ball dominant. And he makes Maxey work harder on defense because he doesn't play defense and he stands off to the side. And the moment he passes the ball away, he'll just stand there. There's no movement. He's the anti Steph Curry. I've been an anti Harden player or a fan for quite some time. Cause I just don't enjoy the brand of basketball that he plays or the effort in which he does uh, play that. So uh, Freddie in the chat, I'm calling and be to the rockets. They blow it up and get youth and all them draft picks and send Harden as a throw in. I think it'd be funny if they send him to the rockets. Cause that's where Harden will ultimately want it to go. He had pretty much told Daryl Morey, <laughs> yeah. like I want to go yeah. back to Houston. Daryl Morey didn't do it. Cause they, the trade didn't make sense. Yeah. So Harden's over there in China. Be like, Daryl Morey sucks. I like that Rockets liar. <laughs> I do like that Rockets too. It's just yeah. Fun. Well, I like them less, man. They're fucking, uh, what's his face. Just got busted for like breaking his girlfriend's vertebrae today, man. Fucking Ooh. asshole. Uh, Kevin Porter jr. 
think that's oh, who it was. Really? Yeah, man. Dumb shit. Fucking don't touch women, you jack off. Dude. Fucking jack off ladies. Hmm. Um <laughs> yeah, with Philly. So Philly, <laughs> do you better or worse? So like I think that with with Milwaukee, I think they stay the same because they're the yeah. best. Yeah, I yeah. think Boston got a little worse. I think Philly got a little worse. What do you think on those? Yeah, things? no, I'm with you on that, but I think they kind of just stay the same in the East. I think there's uh a few teams, like maybe I think we'll talk about the Cavs next. Like it might leap, next. leapfrog them a little bit, but um, I don't see them getting any better. And I don't I don't think that they're going to miss the playoffs, but they're not going to be together by the end of the year at all. They're going to be the most talked about watch team, ESPN, you know, front running on the show all season long. That's the way it's going to be there in Philadelphia. Well, the next team on the list is a team that I also don't think is going to be together at the end of the year, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that Donovan Mitchell will be moved. He's another player who potentially could be moved because Donovan Mitchell is somebody who, you know, Cleveland kind of took a big swing at, thought it could work and good, bad, or indifferent. Donovan Mitchell's just Donovan Mitchell guys. And we know that he's somebody who went out and scored 70 points, 71, 72, something like that last season. He can have amazing offensive games. Uh, he, he's non-existent on defense and he doesn't ultimately help your team win. Now, granted, they, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers that is ended 51 and 31 last year. So it's not like they had a horrible year. Um, they ended up losing, though, in the first round in five games to the New York Knicks. They are a team that had the best defensive rating in the league and the ninth offensive rating. So they're definitely a team that possesses players who uh, can can be on a, on a quality team because that's what they were. They bring in Damian Jones uh, via trade. They bring in Max Struess from the, uh, the, the Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. Um, but outside of that, again, it's not a team that did, made a lot of Really big moves. You know, the, uh, they signed a two-year deal with Ty Jerome, you know, Gorgie Yang, uh, Karis LeVert signed a two-year $32 million deal and, and stayed there. Um, and that's pretty much all the moves. So, again, this is a team that, in my opinion, didn't do much to get better. I think they believe in what they have. and They're going to try to run it back. But I think that, you know, the gravity that is Donovan Mitchell is something that ultimately can hurt players like Darius Garland right next to him. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, 28 points last year, 38% from beyond the arc, 48% from the field goal, uh, and 86% from the the free throw line. I mean, he, so if you look at his splits, 48, 38, and 88, I mean, or 87, I mean, those are damn good splits. But it's on the defensive end, even though this was the – so maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, they have the best defense, and Donovan Mitchell wasn't really uh, a, a contributing member <laughs> – you know, so but you again, this left it. <laughs> you should have went to defense. You should have left it. <laughs> well, but 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 this team is a team that again, I don't like. I feel like they could leapfrog Philly, but I could also see him going the other way because I just I don't trust Mitchell, and that's just a me thing. And I that's the maybe, thing. Maybe yeah, I have to get over that. I don't. I think Mitchell is who he is. You know, it's for Booker. I always am like, well, what can he improve on? He does. He always takes the next step. Mitchell, does he realize who he is and what he can improve on? Can he be like a leader on this team? I know Darius Garland has it in him to be just, you know, he can show up. He's not going to be any kind of talker, but he's going to guy, he's a guy's going to come in and make sure that he works hard and he could be one of the best point guards in the league. Donovan Mitchell is already who he is. If he can take the next step and kind of be a leader, um, this team has an opportunity to be a one or two seed in the East for me, but it's just, it's such a weird kind of a mess team. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. you know, the size Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, I kind of like how they're kind of figuring things out another year with Evan Mobley. That's exciting to see how he's going to turn out this year with, Jared Allen, because Jared Allen's like, I think you're my, one of my, he's like my favorite center in the league f by far. And I, I think Mitchell, <laughs> it's up to him, man. It's all, it's all up to him. I think so. Like he is so close to taking the next step to where he's not better than Booker. I don't think, but he's, he's so close to being like, okay, I have a chance to be a superstar and I can not get, what was it? 72 points in overtime. Don't count that shit. <laughs> was 71 points or whatever. Oh. I am so close to being a superstar. I just need to take that next step and really lead my team and the IQ needs to go up just a little bit. You have to make winning smart plays. I think they're close, man. I just think they're kind of young last year. They took a big step. They were young last year. This year might be the year that they have a chance to be in the Eastern conference finals. So maybe be in the finals. I, I think I've always, even last year, I love their team. So they exceeded those expectations too. I'm a fan of mobile. Well. I'm a fan of, <laughs> I'm a fan of Allen. <laughs> Uh, I like who they are as a team. I just don't like Mitchell Knight. And perhaps that's some, yeah. that's some Phoenix Suns bias, you know, because again, Mitchell have, huh? Mitchell and Book, that's all that was always kind of the thing. Yeah. So 
Uh, I see him and I go out there. I'm like, yeah, 72. He had an overtime game. At least he didn't do it in a loss like Booker did. Next up on the list, New York. Tell me <laughs> your thoughts on the Knicks. Oh, I'm excited. I think what the Knicks are doing, they're, they're having a couple years here where they can make the playoffs. They made them last year, of course, and they look good. They, they're a strong defensive team, uh, well-coached. If they can get a couple years of just maybe just one more year, making the playoffs, maybe a couple years, just that span, just to strengthen like the reputation. They're they're back. New York Knicks, whatever. I don't remember that era. Basketball was better. Baloney. I don't know if it was. I don't. There's more cigarettes back then. I don't know what was going on. The John Starks, Patrick Ewing era. Yeah, I can't remember that shit. So. Oh, I do. I I think that they're on their way, and I think. Bill Simmons, maybe someone talked about it, um, about getting a superstar stuff. I really think they actually are now. Before, it was always like, oh, here comes the offseason. The Knicks are waiting. But there was nothing there. They weren't winning. They didn't have the nucleus they kind of have now. Um, you know, I, there's something special there. It's just going to take another couple seasons, I think. But it's good that they're not wasting their money or trading for, like, any kind of half-fast superstar. Wait till like, the big ones come out. Wait till Giannis is like, wait, wait, wait. We're not going to win this year. Then maybe I'll go to New York or maybe Embiid. Maybe those names will come to New York. Um, then do that. Yeah. But right now, keep it as it is. Keep making the playoffs. Keep making that money. And they're good right now, man. I, I'm i excited to watch the Knicks next year, just like last year. They were fun well, to watch. Well, that's the that's the biography on the Knicks, isn't it? Oh, Embiid's going to come. Oh, Giannis is yeah, going to come. Oh, Durant's yeah. going to come. Oh, LeBron's going to come. And no one ever comes. Who shows up? Jalen Brunson. Uh, this is a team that I think their own. So this is what they did in the offseason. They got rid of Obi Toppin for some picks and they signed Dante DiVincenzo. So they have like Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, who all played on that Villanova team that won two national titles together. Uh, and they're back East. And I think that it's a hard nosed physical team. They're playing in, in Madison square garden, the, the bright lights. This is a team that I definitely will be watching with interest because I think that they can low key, become like a it, it, a second seed and i honestly believe that i think boston can have some regression i know this might be sound crazy to say i think boston can have some regression i think philly can have some regression and i think that the knicks can pop up there and get a second or third seed Ooh. uh due to continuity due to the brand of basketball in which they play now obviously a big part of this comes down to julius randall can he once again play at a level an all-star level because that's what this team will need. Because if you have an all-star level Julius Randle next to Jalen Brunson with the Dante DiVincenzo's and Josh Hart's and Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson and, and, and Hartenstein, you know, they, they have a lot of uh, diversity on that lineup and they have a lot of different kind of ways that they can beat you if Randle's playing to that level, if he can cause gravity, if he doesn't take dumb shots uh, that are forced up late in the shot clock when big moments occur. If that all happens, the Knicks, in my opinion, could really surprise some people. They're kind of like my little, hey, watch out for this team. There's one other team I have that's a watch out for this team that not a lot of people, I think, have faith in, but they're one of them. Yeah, and also with New York, it's like um, they're actually well-coached now because like, they have to continue to win every season. They have a winning percentage higher than you know 500 to get these superstars there. That's what they didn't have before. So I just, I kind of see it as they're going in the right direction. I don't know if I would put them that high up there, but if they stay the fourth or fifth seed, that I think that's good for them. I agree. It's, cute. it's adorable. Well, next <laughs> up are the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. A team that obviously a lot of Suns fans have an affinity for, but considering that Mikel Bridges and Cameron Johnson are playing for them. Give me your thoughts on the the Nets. Did they get better? Did they get worse? Or they did they stay the same? This being a team that was the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference a season ago. You know, I like the Lonnie and Walker edition. I think that um with Ben Simmons, that's a big question, of course. And I think he's on the perfect team. I think he's with the perfect guys and Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges to kind of get his mojo back. I know everyone's probably writing him off, but he can be the most improved player this year. Um, I don't know where they're going to play him at. Spencer Dimwitty is a great, I think a good, not a great, he's a good point guard, mm -hmm. but Mikhail's going to have the ball a lot. And I think Ben Simmons is going to kind of feed off of those guys. And he might have a better year this year. I wouldn't bet on it, but if any, if there was any destination where he would want to be at to get his mojo back, it would be Brooklyn. Um, I just, I, I can't wait to watch this team. It's kind of heartbreaking. I really do think Mikael Bridges will be an Eastern. He'll be an All Star this year. I think um, you're right. I love Nick Claxton. I think he's he's the center I've always wanted on the Suns. Um, it's a fun team to watch, and I think it's just up to Ben Simmons. And you know they have great depth. I don't I don't know, man. I they can probably move up to a fourth or fifth seed this year. I think. 
See, I I disagree. I think that while this will be a fun team to watch, and obviously we will have an affinity for them, I just don't see that that threat, that consistent threat for this team night in and night out that gets them up to that kind of top four tier. Six seed, I can see them being in uh, sixth, seventh, or eighth seed this okay. season. It's a lot of weight to put on Mikhail Bridges' shoulders. I think he's ready for it. I think he's just kind of that guy. But at the same time, night in and night out being that guy, it's going to be a challenge for anybody in the NBA. And they have a bunch of guys who I feel like are close to being that, but they just it's not who they are. Dinwiddie, he's close. The guy can score. You know, Cam Johnson, a six-man, he can score. Mikhail Bridges, sure. Uh, but I just don't know if overall I see this team. You know, they ended 45 and 37 last year. I can see them, you know, 43 and 39, a team that's kind of hovering around 500. Okay, it'll be exciting to see. Um, it's just it's it's just like the Suns back then. It's like you got to see these guys progress. You got to see the difference for, between last year and this year. So it's all on those guys' shoulders, especially Cameron Johnson, especially him. Like he has to really take on a lot, a bigger role next year. Agreed. And he just got paid. He got his uh, extension that the Suns never offered him, and I think it's the exact same contract as Mikael Bridges. So <laughs> twins. All right, next up for the Phoenix Suns or Phoenix Suns. <laughs> next up, Miami Heat, 44 and 38, Eastern Conference champions. Uh, this is a team that this past offseason, you know, oh, you, you take a look at how uh, Pat Riley, Spolstra, how they responded. They lose um, uh, Max Struess. They lose what's his face to the Lakers, uh, Gabe Vincent. You know, so they say they lost some players that you know, ultimately help them achieve their ultimate goal. Uh, Victor Oladipo is no longer with this team. He was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So is this a team that we got to watch out for again? Because they, like I said, they, <laughs> they just, they're consistent, man. Jimmy, Jimmy got them all paid. He got them paid. <laughs> he got them. Yeah, he got them. He's making them money uh, for sure. Last year in that run, he did. Um, no, you don't fear these guys at all. But honestly, I kind of see a trade here. I don't know if this Miami Heat run ends, but I don't know who wants to go to Miami, right? I think that was a Giannis thing, and I honestly think that's the Damian Lillard thing too. I don't know if that's still a thing, but he wants to go Miami. Even if you have Lillard there, I don't see it as a title-contending team, but they're definitely going to make the playoffs, maybe a top-six seed. But this team is just boring as hell. Like, fuck all. I don't care. Like, yeah. hero is fun, but right now it's just like the run is kind of over, and I hate saying that about any team. But they have to add a piece, or there has to be a trade of uh, either Jimmy Butler going somewhere Lord. else. Every Bam, there's always ups and downs with him. So will Dame end up in Miami? Life. Who will end up in Miami? Will Dame end up? In oh Miami? yeah, I think so. I think I so. Um, it's gonna take time. Three team trade? I don't think so. No, I honestly don't. I just don't. I don't think that Portland like why? Why should Portland do that? And again, I've been wrong on this. I'm always wrong on this because I'm like just that just doesn't make sense. You know, but it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that in the offseason or, or throughout you the season. Nobody, that is. You just have Jimmy Butler and Damian Lillard on that team. Like, you wouldn't have nobody else. So they That doesn't do matter shit. to the Heat, man. They're like, that's Gabe Vincent. And they're like, who? And he's like, three. You're like, what the fuck was that? We're in the finals? Yeah. Like, that's the Heat. That's what happens with the Heat. Like, I have no idea who that guy is. And they're like, then why did he just score 27 points? You're like, what? Yeah, exactly. That guy's man. got a twin brother? He's going to have his britches on, dude. Kobe Martin? So... Uh, next up, Atlanta Hawks, 41 and 41 last season, a, a team that finally got rid of John Collins. And this is my other kind of low key, scary team, right? They, they get rid of John Collins finally, uh, and they get like Rudy Gay for him. They get Patty Mills on this team. Uh, they get via free agency. Um, Frank Kaminsky's gone. Aaron Holiday's gone, but they get Wesley Matthews back. I mean, so just a team that. I just I, I think that I think this is gonna be a good team, and I don't know why. So? I something about the Hawks always. I'm like, I like the roster construction. Who's their Who's their coach? So I was trying to look. Then they just get a new coach. It was um, oh, what's his name from the Utah Jazz? Right, the creepy Quinn, guy, Quinn Snyder. Is that their coach? That's their coach. All right, so that's all that matters. Because basically, I love Trey Young. I know there's not a lot of Trey Young fans out there, but he's fucking brilliant. He's He's a mastermind. Like he, he can improve. He can adjust if he needs to. I feel like with a good coach, with a good team around him, the whole DeJounte Murray thing, we called that last year. wasn't really going to work out, but there's some kind of internal thing last year that kind of happened. And 
you don't want to see that, but I think it had to happen to get a new coach um, to get kind of a different mindset going into next year. I believe in Trey and I just want to say it on the pod. I really do. I think he can be um, a real true leader on the team and he gets a lot of shit. I just want to see him succeed and be like a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to say they're going to be top three next year. I think they're number three next year. See, I think they're like a six or five seed. And that's why I think that there's some positive uh, action there. So uh, we're hitting an hour mark, and I just forwarded you a link to the Lakers podcast that we have to pop on. So, Jamsters, we will continue and finish the Eastern Conference before we start the Western Conference next podcast, which will be next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Obviously, there won't be a bunch of stuff going on like three and a half weeks of us missing stuff to talk about courts and jerseys and such. So we look forward to talking to you then, but until then, everybody, thank you for tuning into the sun's jam session podcast. Make sure you follow the show at sun's jam on Twitter. You can read my writing at bright side of the sun.com and follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew Lissy. I'm Molly Lizzie. And until then, Matthew, until next Tuesday, go home and love your Lakers. <laughs> <laughs>